This episode continues our new series, Unmasked. Today, we will be talking about George Floyd and the protest of 2020. Warning, you are now entering a new dimension. Viewer discretion is advised. Continue at your own risk. TNT Talk is not held responsible for any future occurrences with the outside world. And remember, these are theories, not fact. The World Health Organization has declared coronavirus a global pandemic with more than 118,000 cases across 114 countries. In the middle of a pandemic, almost 150 million Americans voted and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will receive the most votes of any presidential ticket ever. See police here now firing tear gas into the crowd. They are trying to push these folks back. Earlier today, just a few blocks away, there was looting underway nearby. Police seem to have had enough. Coming on the air with breaking news, an arrest has been made in the death of George Floyd, the African-American man who died in police custody in Minneapolis earlier this week. police making arrests these people went into the capitol they violated a number of different federal laws we support the right of peaceful protesters and we hear their pleas but what we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or with peace This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. We did it. We did it, Joan. You're going to be the next president of the United States. People out there need help. But why didn't you do it over 20, in the last 25 years? But because you are president. Because you are president screwing things up. You were a senator and the worst president America has ever had. Let me just say it, Joe. I've done more in. In 47 months, I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. Welcome to episode two of Unmasked, the series. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the protests of 2020. Also, Tori's uh, smoke alarm is going to be beeping. Yeah, the batteries are dying, so I'm sorry if you hear beep. The whole time. <laughs> um, so we are going to be uh, talking majorly on George Floyd um, and the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that were going on and uh, basically kind of just... Summer this, of 2020. Yeah, this <laughs> series we want to like cover 2020 because everybody talks about how 2020 was seriously the worst year ever. And so we kind of are just going to be covering 2020... Um, and trying to take it into segments, keeping it somewhat in order as much as we can. So today we'll be hitting, um, basically 
all of summer 2020, like you said. Yeah. Well, from, like, May until... No, honestly, some of this stuff's still kind of current. Yeah. Um, so, we wanted to, before we, like, completely dive into what's been going on recently, we did want to give, like, a, <laughs> a history lesson on um, racism in America. Um, but first, we wanted to talk about how America is divided. And that uh, we chose was the episode title for this episode, America yeah. Divided. Um, we just feel like that's, like... Kind of, uh, I mean, facts. It is. And it's, it's a really, I feel like it's a really strong uh, title uh, um, for uh, especially also, what we're talking if about. there's anything that, like, like, we are basically, we're covering everything. If there are details or certain things we, that we miss, let us know. Yeah, I'm if sure. If there are things that we didn't cover, we obviously might have just missed it or something like that. Like, right. It's not our goal to just, like, ignore anything. So if there's anything that, like, we say... I know we've missed a lot. I know. Yeah, because if we were to act, I'm not kidding, y'all. If we were to go into detail of every single thing, this... This episode would be hours. Y'all wouldn't... Y'all wouldn't listen to us. Um, It'd be too long. Yeah, it's it's a lot of information. I mean, today we're going to be talking about the information. We'll talk about what conspiracy theorists have been saying about things. We'll talk about the numbers that we found. We'll talk mm-hmm. about everything. Basically, kind of just put everything on the table. You do what you want with it. Um, But... Over the past year, America has never been more divided, I in my lifetime at least. Yeah. It most definitely has been a divided, divided country before with the Civil War and everything. Even but, before that, you know, when, you know, the white men were like, oh, this is your land? No, it's mine now. Yeah, even before it was America. <laughs> but in America. our lifetime, but yes. And I would say in our generation... Um, I would say America has never been more divided. And even... Even with, like, older people who have seen the division in America, this also is still a scary time for everybody. There's a lot Um, going on. We have people fighting in the streets because of their skin color. Nobody can have any of their own political beliefs. Uh, And people... This goes on every side, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not just saying, like, one-sided. Yeah, yeah. No, but, like, everybody... um, Is ending friendships, is is ending... uh, Well, I mean, you kind of... Careers. You have... Two extreme options. It's literally like it was in 2016. You know what I mean? Like, with political... Just a little wise. worse, yeah. Yeah, just a little worse. You, I mean, you have two extreme options, so which side of the table are you going to sit on? Yeah. It's... Well, remember, we talked about that one time. Which mm-hmm. wing of the... It's the same bird, just two different wings. Yeah, I mean, politicians are politicians. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So, people, uh, people are angry. Um, this nation is at its most vulnerable state, and with all of our focus going on what we think are our enemies, which is each other. What That's what we think our enemies yeah. are, are each other. We are starting to lose sight of who the real enemy here is, and that would be the government. Love you guys. I love thy neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so keep that in mind, is that if you're walking through the street and you see people... Uh, uh, hang on, let me... ADD. Okay. The common people are not going to be your enemy. Yeah, you're going to disagree with people. Yeah, you're not always going to get along with everybody. But overall, the government implements things into, like, media to portray it to be that way. Of, like, showing those pitiful videos of, like, people beating each other up in the street without context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, look at these crazy people. Yeah, look at these crazy people doing this because of this person. And then, you know, you watch that kind of stuff. 
and people are like, oh my God, like everyone hates each other. Like yeah. we're so divided and people yeah. just get stressed out. You forget who the real enemy is and the government and mainstream Very media. Sneaky. What the government did was take advantage of the weaknesses of America, which would be um, the fact that we are trying to move on completely from racism in America. They took that I mean, weakness um, yeah. that America has and dove deeper into the wound, causing it to divide us even greater. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to give a history lesson of racism in America. So between 1525 and 1866, 12.5 million people were kidnapped from Africa and sent to the Americas through transatlantic slave trade. 10.7 million survived the two-month journey. So that would mean almost 2 million people in two months died in two months mm-hmm. well not just two i mean it you said it was people from africa so i mean people of color that two uh, yeah over that, yeah two these million. these were these wow. were african americans that were um i mean that you know, just, shipped into th- that tells you too like what the heck were the conditions of these like ships where that's a, a million. I remember. I remember reading about a it too. A million people a month. Like, people were you, getting sick. If you were you were using. I think it was like, there were like hundreds of people using the same bathroom, at one point on some of these ships. I mean, it's just they probably didn't even have bathrooms. They probably had like freaking buckets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was an extremely unsanitary uh, thing where people were dying. And by the mid nineteenth century, America's westward expansion and the abolition movement provoked a great debate over slavery that would tear the nation apart in the Civil War. Everybody knows about the Civil War. Um, it lasted eighteen sixty one to eighteen sixty five, so four years with a victory to the Union, which were the people that were fighting against slavery. Um, this freed Abe the slaves. <laughs> yeah, with Abe Lincoln, it freed the slaves. However, the legacy of slavery continued to affect America through the Reconstitution era, the Civil Rights Movement, ETC, so like segregation, stuff like that. Um, So after the American Revolution, many colonists, particularly in the North where slavery was relatively unimportant, uh, began to link the oppression of enslaved Africans to their own oppression by the British and called for slavery's abolition. So they were kind of like, we've been in your spot before. Not exactly, mm-hmm. but like the Northerners were saying, well, we feel this way because of the oppression that we have by the British. And so we don't want you guys to feel this way either. So they were trying to abolish slavery as a whole. Yeah. Uh, but after the Revolutionary War, the new U.S. Constitution acknowledged the institution of slavery, counting each enslaved individual as three-fifths of a person. This was called the Three-Fifths Compromise. I remember. Oh, my gosh. I just went back to the 10th grade. Yeah. So, for the purposes of taxation and representation Thanks. in Congress and guaranteeing the right to repossess any person held to service or labor. So, an obvious use for slavery. Three. three. So, even though slavery was, quote, like, it, like, freed the slaves or whatever, they freed the slaves... It was still happening Okay, because well, people ca- found loopholes. Uh, they, first of all, just the sentence of counting each enslaved individual as three-fifths of a person. Not even counted as a full. That's like that's so insane. stupid. That's so disrespectful. It is. Hey, dude, you count as three-fifths as a person even though you're an entire person. You're an entire human being. Yeah, it's... It's, it's inhumane. It's, it's, it's insane in, it, where, we've, where we were before. It's inhumane. It it's, is just it is disrespectful and like i talked to my friend about this the other day i don't we were like talking about it for like probably over an hour but i was just like in my brain i was like getting like just so confused i was like who who gave anyone the right to think that hey i can own a person yeah like own another human being yeah and that actually this still happens in other countries 
with other like well, this happens in human trafficking too anyways too. slavery true, is yeah. still a thing yeah. for sure it still is it's just not it's only not, about race now it's about just what people are it's, wanting it's about power yeah yeah power and money i mean that's what it's what it was about here too it was about power and money and the, yeah People wanting to feel superior, which is just freaking ridiculous. People don't need to get over this having this God complex. So slavery itself was never widespread in the North, uh, but many of the region's businessmen grew rich on the slave trade mm-hmm. and investments in southern plantations. So between 1774 and 1804, all of the northern states abolished slavery, but the institution of slavery remained vital to the South. Yeah, I remember. Um, that. I don't remember. I wasn't there, but I remember learning all of this. Many masters would rape their enslaved women and reward obedient behavior with favors, while rebellious enslaved people were brutally punished. A strict hierarchy among the enslaved, from privileged house workers and skilled uh, artists down to lowly field hands, helped keep them divided so that they were less likely to organize against their masters. So what the masters would do is put them in different divisions of their household. So, like, here's somebody who can stay in the house. Here's somebody who has to go pick cotton. Here's somebody who has to do this. So that they couldn't come together and talk about, hey, we need to take over. Well, I know that there was was different... There was also different levels. Like, I've um, heard some stories and, like, read some stuff before. of Like, obviously, every, you know, quote, master was different. Um, like the fact that they the, even use the term master, that's just so disgusting. gross. Yeah. Like, if anyone called me, I am messed up. Like, are you joking me? But uh, a Ugh. lot of people have said that, you know, they're all different. Some of them were, I guess, as good as you could be to some, like a, a slave. Like, I mean, first of all, you own a person, so obviously you're not that great of a person. Well, no, but, but some of them, some of them, some I, of I them, read owned them to save them from something else like somebody yeah. would purchase them and then like because remember when we talked about in an episode of the uh the longest kept secret of monroe georgia or whatever yeah remember that he slave master or whatever uh-huh. he purchased them to save them from somebody else or something yeah. like that and he treated them well and they like they were they, it, it wasn't they were it was tr- like they weren't even slaves it was just like people that lived in the it, house it together. was like like trying to it was taking care of them it was just like friends that lived together really uh also another thing too is that um they would make like white women would get their the slaves to to obviously take care of their children for them which first of all why would you not want to take care of your own kids if you're going to be a mom but they would also make black women breastfeed for them no yeah what yes. i did not know that. You didn't know that that's freaking i'm sorry yes Sometimes would, but, i just like i'm like was that. this even Listen, real think about that if you're a woman and if you haven't had a child recently you don't just naturally breastfeed so this is another reason why they were being raped so they could produce milk for the Bruh. white children Bruh. but this? the black children that were being oh born were just like tossed they were not tossed, but they were just like neglected. Not, they were neglected because their mothers were ran dry of their own milk for the white child. Therefore, their children were malnourished. That it's, it's literally it was all gross. of the you know like the more and more that like and I already knew about slavery obviously because of school and then like doing your own research because you start to get interested and you're kind of like what even is this like the more and more research that I do the more and more disgusted mm-hmm. I am because. It's just insane that, like, you as a creation of the Lord, who is, we are all made in his image, yeah. can judge another person that was created by God. That's like, God doesn't thing. make mistakes. Oh, yeah. God doesn't, 
He's not going to be like, oh, okay, well, because you're this color and this person's this color, you need to be their master and they need to be That's the thing, too, is all of those, like, white people back then were such big religion, religious people. Oh, yeah, They would be like, they'd be like, oh, we got to go to church on Sunday, but, you know, we got to. They also were Freemasons and crooked. That's what what I'm saying. That's what, I mean, like, Like, how are they going to. That's so ridiculous. How are they going to sit here and, you know, call themselves Christians and then own people and rape women and beat and, them and cause her children to be malnourished and beat them and leave them in like the heat of the south with no water or no food and horrible like, living conditions yeah for most of them yeah, not all ahead. of them but go most. ahead call yourself a man of god go for so, it <laughs> so flash forward to 1861 when republican candidate abraham lincoln was elected as president yeah. within three months seven southern states had seceded to form the confederate states of america four more would follow after the civil war began on september 22nd 1862 lincoln issued an emancipation proclamation and on january 1st 1863 he made it official that slaves within any state or designated part of state in rebellion shall be forever free my boy abe so by freeing some three million enslaved people in the rebel states the emancipation proclamation deprived the confederacy of the bulk of its labor forces and put international public opinion strongly on the union side so the south was running dry because they couldn't have their slaves anymore Though the Emancipation Proclamation didn't officially end all slavery in America, that would happen with the passage of the 13th Amendment after the Civil War's end in 1865. Some 186,000 black soldiers would join the Union Army and about 38,000 lost their lives. Uh, So then you jump forward to racism in the 1900s in America. So although slavery had been abolished, there were still many racist people, organizations, businesses, and this was the segregation area, uh, era, not area, <laughs> area. sorry, <laughs> dyslexic. African Americans could not use the same bathroom as white people. There would be businesses that only catered to white people like hairdressers or restaurants. They could also not go to school with white people until about 1954. So... Even though nobody was, even though slavery was abolished in America, people were still racist and people yeah. were still like, Rosa oh, Parks. no, this water fountain's only for white people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you, like, I did, like, that makes me so mad what that, like, you, you, you're like, oh, oh, you're white, so you can use this water fountain, but you're black, no, you don't get anything. That's just, that's literally so freaking ridiculous. Like, God probably was, like, sobbing in the club. I know. Not in the club, in the heavenly club. <laughs> <laughs> not like, in the club. Just like the club. he, like that, that's his creation there. And like, you're just like spitting on it, you know? It's just, it's a human being, man. I mean, like, how You're going to you... tell me that you're going to, you're going to judge somebody for something that they there can't is, control. Let me just say, there's a reason why I was born in the, the. I'm in all, 2000. Yeah, there's a reason why I was born <laughs> in the generation I was born into. Because if I would have been born back then, boy, would I have been. Freaking, I feel like I would have been arrested. I would have been put in jail. Because yeah. they would have been like, you're a witch. But we, but, we say, <laughs> but we say that now. We say that now. But, like, the way that these people were raised, too. Like, yeah. the, the way that these white kids were raised. Like, they were raised to think that black people were less Less, less than them, which is ridiculous. And that, and that they were and superior. It literally, because it was a gener like a, it, a lot of this stuff is a generational thing. Because it is, for sure. Slavery has been going on, I mean, well, 300-something years, probably. And, I mean, you think about how many people have been told the same stories and same things over and over mm-hmm. again. Like, 
1954 was not that long ago. At our all. grandparents our, were in yeah, school. Yeah, our, gra- our grandparents were alive. Like, my grandma, like, like she was, like, well, I, this goes Segregation for, was this a goes thing. This for anyone's seen. grandparents who were, I don't know how old everybody's grandparents is. My grandparents are in their 70s. But, um, like, they went to, they, their school was segregated. Yeah, and stuff like that. I don't know. That's, if, of course, that's gonna be I don't a thing. Know they, that's until the she, timeline. I don't know if up until until she graduated. I don't remember what class she was, but um, she's talked to me about it before, and she was like, she, she was like, yeah, she was like, that's just like how it was back then, and like that's what we were. That's what they. Were that's what taught. they were. That's what they were raised on. Yeah, and like she always like was like, what the? Heck? That's the seed that was planted in in everybody's minds, and like that's like what you're trying to uproot now is, like, completely trying to get rid of racism in America. And yeah. we're working on it. We're trying to get there. Hopefully one day we will 100% it, get there. Yeah, it shouldn't. It's just ridiculous. Like, who, but it was who only started 70, this? It was only 70 years ago that that even happened. Well, the first um, the first black or African-American to go to public school, I, it was a, I wish I had her name. It was a little girl. She's, like, five. Yeah, it was a little girl. She is only in her, she's, like, in her 70s today. She's, like, a younger than my grandma, actually. Um, and when she went to school, no one would teach her. Yeah, they she refused. went to an all-white school. They refused. All right. of the white teachers there refused. I think her last name was for... Brown, right? Because it was Brown. It was Brown versus a uh, Board of Education. Yeah. Um. She she only had one person who would be willing to teach her in a individual classroom, but all the other teachers refused. And I was like, How do you deny a child? Yeah. A five-year-old child. Of How her do you education? deny a five? Yeah, a five-year-old child just because her skin is darker than yours. Like, she just produces more melanin. That's literally it. Like, her, her skin... Sorry, I'm always getting into science. But literally because <laughs> because of her skin tone? Mm, ridiculous. Then we jump to racism today. Um, so, African Americans today, they're able to go to school, use the same restroom, marry, you know, do, do more... Do normal things. Do everyone's be, a, to do. Per, be a person. Uh, many African Americans feel, though, that they are still discriminated against and given a different standard as opposed to white people in America. So, for example, there has been... A large uproar in America regarding police brutality, especially against African Americans. In 2020, there were many cases that led to protests and riots in major cities. And now, this is where we will hit George Floyd. So, George Floyd, um, it was a really big case with uh, police brutality. Probably one of the biggest cases I feel like yeah. the world in America has ever seen. Um, so... George Perry Floyd Jr., um, that was his full name, he was an African-American man killed during an arrest after a store clerk said that he passed a counterfeit $20 bill in Minneapolis. Derek Chauvin, one of the four police officers who arrived on the scene, knelt on Floyd's neck for a period initially reported initially? To, initially reported to be 8 minutes and 46 seconds, so... Um, very, very the video much not okay. The video that was circulating around the internet, I remember seeing it. I, yeah, I um, saw it. I remember the first time I saw it. I was babysitting over the summer. Oh my god, that's awful and that you saw it then. I uh, I saw it and I watched it without volume at first because I was with the kids, and I was sitting there watching it. And I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, what is going on? And I saw all my friends were posting it and, like, reposting it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is this? Like, this is going to – and I I felt in my bones this mm-hmm. is going to be something really big. Like, this is going to be really bad. Well, it's also just, like, crazy that I, – I guess, too, because things 
things like this blow up so much and so quickly now because we do have social media, which is a pro in a sense because social media obviously has its pros and its cons. It's a pro and it's also a con because the only reason I'd say it's a con is like children seeing it, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, well, and then like videos, not necessarily talking about this one, but like other videos, like, like you don't get the full story kind of thing too. Yeah. Not this one, I'm saying, but like also like. Yeah. Like, when anything circulates on the internet, like, like when people try to blackmail celebrities or things like that, like, when it circulates, yeah. nobody... It circulates very quickly. Yeah, you don't have time rapidly. to get in front of it. You don't have, yeah. like, because so of the social media this, advancement. This was, that we like, have. I mean, rapid. Literally yeah, this was fast. Within just a few days, like, right. everybody knew Churches about it. started talking about it. I mean, uh-huh. my church had, like, whole things on it, like, sit-down yeah. talks about it. With um some of our African American pastors the, at our church, the video was very much uh eerie. Like it was dark. It was, it was very dark. I mean, it was dark. It felt like regardless felt, of what. Me, like when I was watching it, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, this this happened. Like this I know, just yeah, happened? I was like, like I was yeah. in shock. I think I was too. I was crying actually. I was like oh sobbing to my mom. Kid, oh, you didn't you didn't in front of the kids. No, no, no. When I got home, um, and I like watched it with sound, I started like. I was like yeah. really, really, really upset, and I started crying. I think to I was my sitting mom. like right here, like in my bed. I I was so like taken back that somebody could do something like that to somebody just because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. But the uh, George Floyd called out for his mother in the recording. I remember listening to that, asking the police officer to get off of his neck, and continuously saying, "I can't breathe." Now before. We started filming this episode. Me and Tori found the body, body cam. cam body cam footage uh, from the police officers. We watched all 30 minutes of it. It showed before, during, and after. The whole... Because, you know, like the video everyone saw was... It was about, what, 10? 15, 20 seconds. Huh? No, the video the, that was circulating. The video I watched was like maybe it was, nine, no. I think mine was like three minutes. Mine was nine minutes. It showed like oh well wait maybe it was because it was eight minutes and forty six seconds that it all happened. Yeah, yeah. So what we saw was ten minutes, but the video itself was thirty minutes long. Yeah, like the body cam footage from the time and that they got to the also the body cam footage was not Derek. Which is the guy who had his knee on well, his neck? They switched back and forth through all four op- I officers. I don't think Derek even had one on. If I it didn't look like it he didn't had show one. yeah it didn't show his footage but, if it did um, the, if he did uh, the officer that was wearing one he was the f- the first one on he the was scene? like the first one yeah there him and somebody else but we were watching it and it was just interesting to get the full storyline of like what like watching it like you knew what yeah. had happened about the counterfeit and all that stuff but you didn't get to see it yeah see like the interactions of like. George before he was yeah, in Yeah, and it was it was evident that George was on something, and even the police officers were yeah. saying that before anything had happened. Was, they were asking was, if he had been... The, okay, so if you haven't watched the body cam footage, and if you don't want to, I can just, like, say, like, a quick rundown of what happened. So, so the officer, uh, like, arrived on the scene, and he had talked to the manager of the store for a second, and the manager explained that um, George was... It was him... And then he had this his friend with him, and there was also a lady. I don't think the lady went into the store, but I'm not 100% sure. I think it was but two women, actually. That was a guy. That, he, he no, I saw some. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but, so basically, he was in this store, and he tried to use a counterfeit $20 bill to pay for, like, 
I don't know, it was like cigarettes or some snacks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you I think can't, it was cigarettes. I think it was, but you can't obviously use uh, fake money. That is illegal, mm-hmm. um, even though we all wish we could. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Basically, so the guy was like, yeah, he is in that car right over there, officer. Um, he just got out of here like five minutes ago. So the officer goes over to the car. He taps on the window with like his um, flashlight. And George is kind of like... He's he's sitting in the, the driver's seat, and he's kind of fidgeting with something in his hand. Mm-hmm. You can't really see what it is. I don't know what he was doing. Um, but he looks up, and he looks surprised, obviously, because the officer had tapped on the glass of his window. And then he was like... He immediately was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's kind of like he like knew that he had done something. Yeah, he was immediately... Wrong. before Before anything, he was immediately apologizing. But I will say... The like literally like within the same few seconds, the cop the the cop pulled out his pulled gun. out his gun. Me and Tori both looked at each other when that part happened. We were like, "Hold up!" Like he God. just pulled out his gun. I don't remember. I this is by the way. This is not Derek. Um, this, this is was not, somebody else. This is one of the other officers that was there. This is not the officer that had his knee on George's neck. Um, but this officer, first of all, was using very much a bad language. He was, yeah, he had I a mean, very it was like, bad it was mouth. like F word every other second. Yeah. He was like yelling at George. Um, and I guess it, he says in like the footage, um, he was like, he was telling George, he was like, the reason I pulled my gun is because you had something in your hands and you immediately started apologizing and getting like. He was getting worked up. Um, yeah, he's getting like really worked well, up. And this that the that conversation that happened happened about three minutes after um three minutes after like he had knocked on the window and everything. They had gotten him handcuffed and George continuously kept apologizing mm-hmm. for for whatever, whatever. He, for whatever I, I guess he was it's doing. because he probably knew he was using fake well, money. And he also had, had already already had a criminal record, so yeah. he was also scared about going back into jail. I mean, nobody wants yeah, to go to jail. But the officer should have not <laughs> pulled his gun so quickly. I like think that. But I also, in trying to take a neutral stance here, just because that's what we try to do. I, I think that yeah, he could. He probably could have reevaluated the situation and not maybe pulled out his gun and been like, "Hey, get out of the effing car!" Like all this stuff. Yeah. But also, through the body cam footage, you can see what the officer was seeing. You can't see what George is messing with, like, and, in his, yeah. in his, like, car seat. Like, it does you can't and, really tell. And in police, like, like what they, they're training to do, they have to be on alert at all times because somebody could pull out a weapon and hurt others and the police officer. Yeah. But there was a lot of aggression coming from the police officer yeah. that I feel like was unnecessary. Um, um, and so the car door is open at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and he's on the sidewalk now telling him, like, Well, what? no, this is George. It was still in the car. And he was, besides saying, after he was, like, saying sorry and stuff, he started getting really scared because he was like, man, I've been shot there before. Don't shoot me. Like, don't yeah, shoot me. Yeah, like, he kept asking was saying, him not to shoot him. He was like, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. So the officer put his gun away. He's like, I'm not going to shoot you. I just didn't know what you had in your hand. And then George was still, he was like, he was like, don't shoot me. He was me. really worked up. I've been, I've been shot there before. I don't want to get shot again. I don't want to go back to jail. Da, da, da. And he was. He was like, was, I can't go back there, I man. Mean, I can't go back there. He was very anxious. He was like, worked up. Yeah. For sure. Um, you could kind of see it like in his eyes that there was definitely some type of drug use yeah, in under, there. And then, the and then in the autopsy, there was evidence there of was, drug use. Um, while on on the scene, I know that there was a a pipe in his pocket. I think it was just like a weed pipe. I, I don't know. I know that within the 
full autopsy and with a toxicology, there was um, fentanyl in his system and there was methamphetamine and then I, I think there was weed. And I know the officers on the body cam footage had mentioned that he could have been on like PCP. Um, and he also, uh, from I know his health records, was had, um, what's it called? He had heart issues and he had COVID. Uh, and he had, was uh, hypertensive. So he had high blood pressure um, mixed with... He had a lot of medical yeah, issues. And I think he even, I think I read somewhere he had sickle cell. So, I mean, he had a lot of health issues and then mixed in with the drugs and... And then mixed in with the knee on the neck. Yeah, I mean, it just all... That all kind of, like, played it, in It part. all factored into... Because, like, it's just... If you watch the whole footage, like I said, it is 30 minutes. The whole time... He is very anxious, very like he, nervous. Yeah, and he uh he was asked repeatedly um by police officers to get in the car, and he's like, I'm claustrophobic, I'm claustrophobic, I can't I can't get in the car, I'm claustrophobic. He kept like and the people the people too. on the streets were saying, George, get in the car. They were like trying to t- yeah. ease him and calm him down. And they one were guy, like, Dude, just get in the car. One citizen said he was like, man, you're not gonna win. Just get in the car. Like it's okay. Like yeah. just get in the car. And George was like, if you've ever seen anyone, um like, who's under the influence of drugs, especially, like, things like meth and things like that. Um, and I can say from experience, I've seen it a lot. Like, y'all know this. I used to work in a grocery store on a bad side of town. I've seen it a lot. Typically, like, if you're under, if you're under the influence of something like that and then you're also under a lot of stress, you, like, let out, like, these scary sounds. Like, he was yeah. like, <gasps> and like yeah even before this, he was on the this ground. is when he was walking like he was like walking yeah to try to get in the car they were trying to get this guy he's george floyd is also like six foot tall six inches so he's six six mm. very muscular very big guy yeah so it was taking a couple of officers trying to get him in the car there were four officers total yeah they were trying to get him in the car so they opened the door on both sides, and one officer got in from, like, the right-hand side to try to pull him through on the left side just to get him to sit in the seat. Somehow, homeboy flew he out went the other through. side. Yeah, he went because th- he, he did like, not want to get he, in the car. He, he kept saying, I'm claustrophobic. He, like, kicked himself out the other side of the car, and then this is when he ended up on, on the, the ground. ground. And then he ended up getting flipped onto his, like, stomach so they could, like, detain him, keep him there from him trying to run into the street, get hit by a car, and or And at that run point, away. they were calling an ambulance because of they could tell. He needed to be, like, basically tranquilized or, like, just given, like, a like a Valium or, like, a sedative to, like, yeah. make him yeah. calm down. Yeah, and at down. that point, they kept saying he's got to be on something. You can hear yeah. it through the body cam that they're saying, oh, he's definitely got to be on some some type of drugs. Um, so but I think there was, they, they, there were was, waiting, they were waiting on EMS, I think, and so that's when they had, there was one officer that was holding his hands down. He was handcuffed, but he kept trying to like fling his elbows back and uh-huh. he was like pulling his wrist really hard and he was like hurting his wrist. So this one officer was trying to keep his arms just like down in like a, a like a, I guess a neutral. Just on his back. Yeah. Neutral position. And then that's when the other officer is on like the upper part of his back and the other part of his neck. Yeah, Derek Chauvin. And then that's when you even like can hear he's starting to run out of fuel run out of energy his late his breathing is getting labored like he's getting tired yeah 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 the um the footage the it's i mean it's 30 minutes like we said but it shows a lot of detail that you might not be aware of just because of like the the 10 minute video that you see is just from somebody who's already like like george floyd is already on the ground his knees already on the neck you've seen like all that stuff but in this video you see 
everything that happened before and after. You see how the police reacted. You see how George reacted. You see, like, what really is going on here. Yeah. And both sides, both sides could have reacted to the situation better. Police officers, they were a little aggressive. Yeah, I mean, they could have um, been a little more, uh, what do you call it, professional? Yeah, professional. Right, and George Floyd didn't comply very much. Um, yeah. Watching that, because he was very anxious and on drugs up. and very, yeah, he was just really not himself I would say um so people were protesting because of all of this in many major cities throughout the world and especially in America there were gatherings of thousands in the streets of these cities and then things went from peaceful to aggressive in some uh Mm -hmm. so many conservative news anchors uh these are where the conspiracies start to come in this is just conspiracies that we have found doesn't necessarily mean that we believe it these are just theories and things that we have found for research So many conservative news anchors, they believe that Floyd already knew Chauvin and had worked with the police before. And also apparently Floyd had already been arrested at one time where he was pulled over and then he consumed all of the drugs that he had in his vehicle and then his stomach had to be pumped at the hospital. Meaning that he was pulled over and he swallowed all of the drugs. So that, that he wouldn't car. get in trouble. But even though he still like, did get in trouble. A lot of people do that. Uh, Derek Chauvin and Floyd apparently worked together at the El Nuevo Rodeo Club uh, down the street from Minneapolis 3rd. Um, there precinct. Are both security guards there, supposedly. Yeah. So the club's former owner told um, this uh, article, like, reporter this, and uh, he sold the venue within the last few months, and Floyd... Uh, who the owner called a great guy, was known for his big smile, often worked as an extra security guard on Tuesdays when the club held popular urban music nights, and Chauvin served as an off-duty police officer for the club for almost 17 years. So they had to have crossed paths at some point. Yeah, at least. Maybe not have known each other, but at least, like... Recognize each other, Yeah, yeah. Um, Familiar faces, I guess. Right, so then the owner said, we all worked together certain nights, and they would have crossed paths, is what the owner, the former owner had said. Um, So, now we're going to get into when the protests started to escalate. Um, This was a scary time. Yeah. I remember being really scared, I was very nervous, like, while at work. Yeah. Just because, you know, like, all I was seeing online is looting i worked in a grocery looting, store there's fires and cars I, are being I broken was into there like every night with just me and one other manager and i was like you know what anybody starts to loot this place i'm going to the bathroom yeah like yeah i'm y'all peace out I'm like leaving. i'm not fighting nobody for some milk so 93 percent of the blm protests were peaceful however the seven percent that were not left a mark on american citizen businesses vehicles monuments and much more so many african-americans were posting that the people that were bringing the aggressiveness in the streets and causing issues were not there for the right reasons. So people were saying these people aren't these people aren't it. I think I remember watching an interview um or even people it, it could have been people on Twitter from it, like the Atlanta protest because I remember it was on the news. You even texted me. It was it was completely peaceful. It was. Just it, in, was it, it was in downtown Atlanta. But I had a feeling something was going to happen. Yeah, it was. I just, could tell the protest was peaceful in downtown Atlanta. It was a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Taylor, I was at work, but I remember she texted me. She said that the protest was completely chill. And then somebody what like got on top. Somebody of Somebody got car, on top of a car. Yeah, bashed and then, in. And it, they got on top of a car and they were like, oh, I don't know what they said, but piped everybody up and then was like, boom. And then everybody was like, whoa, they let's took not a, do that. They took like a baseball bat and smashed. I don't even know whose vehicle it was. They smashed somebody's. Some random vehicle. They smashed their um, windshield completely. And then that's when like other people were like, you know what? 
let's go. Yeah, and, and so it pipes then, people up. But then there's also people in that crowd that were like, no, 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 like stop doing this. Because you know, if you know Atlanta, Atlanta is black owned businesses. Yeah. Like, right. That is Atlanta. That's what we like, that's what we are. I mean, and that's why so many people in Atlanta were like, dude, chill. Like these businesses are owned by like black families. Like, yeah. don't, because like, People, people, and especially a lot of these black owners were coming out and saying, dude, I came from the bottom and now I'm here and you are taking away my stuff. Yeah. Like that. And that was pitiful to me. I hate it too. Like, cause a lot of people in Atlanta are just small business owners. Like you cannot rebuild like a corporation can. Yeah. So I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, people are not realizing the hurt that they're causing to these business owners. And like, because they, they don't know who owns that business? They were acting out of emotion without any logic. Is, yeah. Because once once you start to... T- I feel like they if they had actually out. thought about it, yeah. they would have been like, oh. I think it was like a blackout of emotion of like built up anger from just over the years right. and everything. And like just things from their families, like their grandparents and stuff's past. I guess it was just their way of like trying to get a point across for like... Our generation. Uh, obviously, violence is never the answer, though. Yeah, I will say that because um, it was very difficult for a lot of businesses to rebuild. Yeah. Well, and some of them are... St- I saw in New York City there was another Black Lives Matter, uh, and it said riot, not protest. So Ooh. I'm assuming something happened. Um, and this was like a few days well, ago. When me and Chaz were in... I think it's when we were in Asheville. There was still... In their downtown area, there were still buildings that were um, boarded up. And there was like a monument that was boarded up because they they haven't been like they haven't been rebuilt yet. Yeah. I think there's even like when I was in it's Atlanta. It's insane what all what all I was Atlanta's pretty much back to normal, I'm pretty sure, but when I was there in the beginning of January, I think I even saw some things that were still a little bit like beat up. And you guys got to think that was in June. Mhm. It's a long time. It's been over like 7 months ago. Yeah. The uh the people that were uh being aggressive, they were said to have ulterior motives. Um, and trying to cause a greater division in America than there already was. And I say it's kind of like pouring salt on a wound. Uh, yeah. Like there's already a bad wound there. And now they're kind of just pouring salt on it. So stores and businesses were boarded up. Just like we said, there were even African-American owned businesses that were being looted. Along with many other people of many races and cultures being assaulted and injured. So people were being seriously injured during these times. Some being hit with skateboards. Others being hit with baseball bats and cars. I saw a video of a white old man being beaten to death with a skateboard in a major city by protesters. I just thought about something. This is not funny, but I just thought about this one video. There was like this woman. This when they were looting a Target. It was like in the very beginning. There was this woman who was in like one of those motorized wheelchairs, but she was like mean. She was at. It was like this white lady. She was at the door. And she was, like, being so mean to everyone. Like, just anybody. And they, like, they like threw flour and stuff on her. It was terrible. But oh, my it, God. She's trying to, like, she's in her wheelchair. There's, like, one of the, she was, like, not even that old. She was, like, in a motorized one. And she was, like, trying, she was trying to run over people and stop them she's from like, getting out get of the store. She's like, she was, like, she's like, I can't get around, guys. You you aren't allowed to leave without this stuff till That's I so am. Insane. But for people to, uh. To, uh, like, beat others with, like, baseball bats, run it's over really them with cars sad. and skateboards. I, that, that infuriates me, regardless of what race that was. Like, it, that could have been a black old man, and I still would be just as mad as exactly. it being a white man. It's not okay. About the it, that's not, it's not okay to hurt somebody 
just because of somebody's color, black or white or Hispanic or any Purple, other race. Green, what does not matter. Doesn't matter. Nobody is superior to anybody else. Everybody should be able to have their own political opinion. Everybody should be able to just be walk. free. Americans. Everybody should be able to walk in the street and not be afraid of the other race. Exactly. Black and white. I just think it's ridiculous that like there's been a division like that, and it it and it, it comes from things like media, like yeah, like the things that get posted online. You don't get the full story, like we were saying earlier, like, and that's what's scary about it is like I never want anyone to assume that like I am gonna harm somebody else just because someone of my color has in the past. Yeah, does that make sense? Like I'm not trying like, you know how there's a lot of white like white cop on black citizen crime yeah i never want someone to assume that i'm just like out to get them just because i'm white because guess what you're the same as me we're created equally yeah like i'm literally no better than you are yeah nothing nothing makes me superior yeah 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 and and you know the media the media makes us like divide even more because like we said the government is the real enemy here and we said the media is controlled by the CIA. The CIA is the elite government. And we... I mean, and what what better opportunity do you have to sneak something under people's belts than when they're distracted with each other? Yeah, yeah. Like, us fighting Just with got, each other. Cutting at each other's throats so that we can get whatever we got to get done. That's what they say. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, you know, the kids are fighting. Let's go, let's go sneak this yeah. under, the, under the table. Yeah, yeah. And so you'll see headlines of... White police officer chokes out black uh, middle-aged man or white neighbor shoots black or black man shoot. You don't really see these, but black man shoots white little girl like that. The, there is no oh reason God. to no, put a race re- in front of it. There's no reason. I know. It's like when you. Unless on- it's been deliberately racist, like somebody's like using slander. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, you know, but, racial slurs. but you don't, you but don't like, just be like, Oh, you know what would be a great title for this? White man does this to black it's man because in the it's, street. It's because it's clickbait. It's because they know that it's going to make people angry. They know it's going to cause a divide. They know it's going to cause division when everybody knows not everybody's like that. Not ev- not all white people are racist. Not all black people are racist. Just some are and some aren't. It's the like, same thing with like cops. Like, like I know people say like, a cab, which is like all cops are bastards or whatever. Mm, there's That's good, not true. there's good cops and there's bad cops. Just there's as, a few bad apples. Yeah, there's just same thing as there's good doctors and there's bad doctors. You know, there's it literally goes person by person. There's and good people yeah, and there's bad people. And yeah, it sucks that sometimes bad people get put in a place of power. But like I said, look at politicians. I was just about to say that bad people are in the highest place of power for us, for America. Yeah. Yeah. Like and for like, the whole world, you know that kind of leads us into a little uh, a little old man, old George. stinky wax candle George Soros. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about George Soros before. His net worth is twenty five billion. He was born in Hungary, moved to England, and then came to the U S. And he prides himself in taking no responsibility in any destruction that he creates. His quote says, "I am I'm here, here to, to make, make money. money. I do <laughs> not look at the social consequences of what I do." What a piece of garbage. He's horrible. I Anybody's like, just... I love George Soros, does not know anything about I George mean, Soros. What... Yeah, his net worth is $25 billion. What do you? What are you going to do with that, old man? What are you oh, gonna do fund with boy it? love association. We've talked about this before. I wanted to refresh you all with this. He funds the NAMBLA 
uh, Association, which is North American Man Boy Love Association. Yeah, you heard that right. Uh, their motto is sex before eight before it's too late. And when it says eight, it means the age of eight years old. Mm. So, yeah. He's also uh, heavily involved with Antifa. The uh, Everybody knows what Antifa is now. Um, Everyone's favorite group. But George Soros has a, a hand in that. He promised anybody who took part in any riots that they would get $50 an hour. Jeez. Now, this was before... That's what you do with your money, I guess. This was before even the George Floyd stuff. Now, th- th- with that, I don't even want to know how much money he offered for any of that. Because... Well, yeah, we have actually a little story, too, as to kind of back up our evidence there. Um, with saying that he does do that, where he pays people to... Okay, so in our hometown during the protest, this was probably over the summer. Was June, July? I don't know. Yeah, it was probably like it June. was when it was when George Floyd protest, BLM protest was at its peak. Yeah, so all of that was happening, and in our hometown, um, we know a lot of people of. It's a small town, so you know a lot of people of importance around here. Like yeah, you, yeah, the yeah. word gets around very very quickly. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so. The story came from your side of your so people, okay so basically somebody um in an organization here in Monroe found out from a higher up that there was going to be some people bust in overnight to our city to basically destroy our town's uh businesses now in downtown Monroe it's all o- it's businesses. almost all small businesses yeah it basically is except I don't think for maybe what Amici's. That's still a small business. Just like the everything in downtown Monroe is small business owned. That's for like the most what part. our city is. And that they were deli- did you I'm sorry, I kind of like blanked out for a minute. Did you say that they were like going to deliver that yeah, so they were going to be bust in overnight and they're already they found it because the rumor had it that this was going to be going on everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh." So Monroe was so on then, high alert. So Monroe was already on high alert and then Somebody found a pallet of bricks behind, behind one of our scoops. Shops. Well, scoops is one of our. It's our little ice cream shop. It's our ice cream shop in our town. Found a pallet of bricks, but and they removed it. But those pallet, that pallet of bricks was there for the. They were said to have been Antifa. Yeah, but okay, being yeah, because in. like we don't like those bricks weren't there coincidentally. People saw them being place there and then like the people of Monroe like we don't play like nobody around here we don't have time for that we don't have the money for that yeah so the people were like no get these bricks out of here like yeah, we so can't they, do they this moved. and so our police force and everything was on high alert the next day yeah um they were all around town boy yeah and those were said to have come from people uh that were being told what to do by George Soros which because is- George Soros yeah. So, which was happening in bigger cities. So, if it was happening in Monroe, God only knows what was going on in Atlanta. God only yeah. knows what was going on I mean, in L.A. and in New, in New York. Like, we're small. George, like Chicago. George like Soros had a hand in, and you, you know, you hate, to, you hate to think about that kind of stuff. That somebody would actually be paying other people to go destroy black-owned businesses so that it looks horrible on African Americans. Yeah. Like, that. that's just... Well, I think I talked about it before, but, like, that's, like, when we were at the voting polls, I know someone who worked them, and the guy was trying to take a picture of his ballot, and, y'all, get this in mind, this was, like, not that long ago. This guy was trying to take a picture of his ballot, and the woman I know who was working at the polls said, sir, you can't do that, that's illegal, and he said, why not? He said, I have to take a picture of it, and she said, why? 
And he said, because I have to have proof so that they will pay me. Bruh. Yeah. And she was like, sweetie, that is illegal. Like, that is... George George Soros be paying everybody to be doing all this stuff. And we will get into the election in this series because there is a whole lot to unravel with the election. Yeah. Conspiracy-wise, numbers-wise, fact-wise, what we think, like, all this stuff... It's going to be insane, but just remember that George Soros sucks and that he has a lot to do with everything. And he supports pedophilia. So. Yes. Um, so recently, uh, Joe Biden, our current president, he named Neera Tanden the president of Center for American Progress, funded by George Soros. Uh, he named her uh, like a person on his administration. Um, she's kind of like a... A sp- I think she was, like, a spokesperson, like, a speaker for... Something. She's, like, the face of something now. Yeah, so now she, she's on his she, administration. Yeah, she's from George Soros' people. She's from... Yeah, she's from an organization that's funded by George Soros. And then she also worked for Queen Bee herself, Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that woman. <laughs> um, Center for American Progress has a public website that has many sections on racism, racism in America and how we can, quote, find solutions to the problems. So I went on that website and I was looking at Tori and I was like, dude, this looks like, I was like, something is wrong with this website. Mm-hmm. Because when I was on it, like, the mission sounds great. Like, like yeah, let's get, let's get progressive in this country. Let's make sure yeah. that everybody gets what they want. Like, everybody can get what they need, like, regardless of what they look like, where they come from. But then, like, I started to dive deeper, and I was like, first of all, this looks like it's, like, set up. You know what I'm saying? What was the tab of that thing called? Like, there was a bunch of immigration tabs where it was, like, we can, and we'll get into what is going on with immigration. immigration, Because I'm just going to mention one thing is, Joe Biden promised no immigration within the first 100 days, and we've had, like, 23,000 immigrants be deported within his first 29 days of um, administrations, and um, apparently the percentages of those was um, highly black people that have been deported. Great. Who would have guessed? And oh. I, that, was, that was something I saw today. So Who that is would have guessed? Very recent news. Let me make sure I got that number right, because I hate being wrong on numbers. Um, let me see. Please load. What the heck? She's she's okay, sending to me yeah. on Instagram. Okay, yeah. Biden promised zero deportations during his first 100 days. In his first 29 days, Biden deported 26,248 immigrants. That's about 905 immigrants a day. Jeez. Um, and this says, in addition, black immigrants have been targeted at alarming rates with over 1,000 black immigrants being deported. So... This was information I found today, and the person who posted it posted it five days ago. That stuff makes you sick to your stomach, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't stand, I I just like, I I can't, I can't stand like the way that our government operates now. It's just, it's just Well, this account, um, it was a Twitter account, uh, A-C-L-U. They said, the Biden administration has chosen to continue giving ICE significant power to harm our communities and tear families apart. As black immigrants are being deported, including the lethal situation in Haiti, Biden shouldn't mm, hesitate hey. to put a real limit on ICE. We've talked about Haiti before. Yeah, with sex trafficking. Jeez, jeez man. God, so, that is so frustrating. It is very frustrating. You've got to be kidding me. I know. We are going back to square one, guys. If you just want to know like where we're <laughs> headed, go listen to the Exposed series. 
Go listen to it. Yeah. Go listen to it and then come back and be like, oh, crap. Look it, at where we're headed now. It all makes sense. But so, so yeah. to wrap, <laughs> we got to get we got to get through this. So the Black Lives Matter is an international social movement formed in the U.S. in 2013 dedicated to fighting racism and anti-black violence, especially in the form of police br- brutality. BLM was co-founded as an online movement using the hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media by three black community organizi- organizers. Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tometi. They formed BLM after George Zimmerman, a man of German descent, was acquitted on charges stemming from his fatal shooting of Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black teenager in Sanford, Florida, in February 2012. I remember that very vividly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, governmental issues. The government elites distracted us with all of these issues for America in 2020. With the BLM protest, COVID-19, the election, it is hard not to believe that there is a bigger agenda than what we are all being told on the news. I can agree with that. I, was, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I will go to my grave saying that the media is so toxic. Like, it is. Like, you know, y'all, y'all all have that one friend that just dates that one toxic person. And you're like, please just break up with them. That's me with the media. We're breaking up. <laughs> me. I don't even hardly watch the news. It's just so frustrating, like, because when you look at what was going on, you also see the COVID numbers in the corner rising yeah. as you're watching it's people set like, things on fire. And you're like, what is America right it's just now? stressing people out. Like, in America, depression and anxiety is at an all-time high because, like... The media is like, oh my god, we post this. Guess how many views we get? Oh, that means money. Yeah, yeah. Like what the heck, man? Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous where where America is headed, where the government is headed. Um, and you can find more about it next week on our new episode of Unmasked. Next week on Unmasked. We are going to be talking about the 2012 school shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School.